0: Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the one and only Investment News Podcast. This is our 95th episode, and uh, for our 100th episode, we're promised some kind of a prize, maybe balloons or a piñata. I don't know, but hopefully there'll be candy and maybe alcohol. But uh, my name is Jeff Benjamin, co-hosting, as always, with Bruce Kelly. And uh, we are talking today with Jason Wilson, the cannabis banking and research expert at ETF Managers. I talked to Jason a, a week or so ago for a story I wrote about the the cannabis uh, investing space, looking at uh, the ETFs out there. There are a lot of them. Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag, but most of them are in the red this year. I think they're all in the red this year, actually, and it's, it was a pretty rough year last year. And what we're going to get from Jason today is kind of a sort of a lay of the land here, how when, when, when Joe Biden was elected and the Democrats took over both houses of Congress, a lot of people thought we were going to see federal reform. That's a, that's a big thing that's holding up the cannabis market, because obviously individual states have legalized it at various levels, from medical to recreational use, but it's still illegal at the federal level. And, and Jason's position, and a lot of people's position, is that's the disconnect between the value of these investments and and what the prices are showing right now. So uh, Jason, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here.
1: Ah, oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Let's, let's talk about that. First of all, the, the performance of, of these ETFs has been nothing short of horrendous. Let's face it. A lot of them were down 30%. 25 percent last year this year year to date they're down between the ones that I looked at between 15 and 30 some percent that's not going to be attractive to a lot of people
1: yeah no you' you're right it's 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 been challenging and you, know, you know, ETF MJ uh, which was the first ETF to, to launch in the. US it's focused on the global play. It's focused on direct producers. It's focused on, it has you know, ancillary positions as well. Mm-hmm. And it has an, on average, as you said, everyone's kind of clumped together, right? Whether you're, you're, it's an ETF that's focused only on US cultivators or it's, or just pure ancillary plays. It doesn't matter. The whole industry is, is down across the board. And, and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, as you and I were talking about last week, it's so much of that has to do with this massive misalignment of, of expectations and going back to the mid to late 2020. And then when, you know, in November, we had the, the blue wave, so to, so to call it, there is these mm-hmm. massive expectations that, wow, you know, there's, there's Biden, you know, he's not really strictly endorsing uh, legalization, but he surely wasn't shying away from it. In fact, I think he made a statement that, you know, no one should be in jail for, for smoking marijuana and, you know, Vice President Harris, as well, you know, she went out and went as far to say, you know, we will have substantive reform, and so there was huge mm-hmm. expectations once the Democrats got uh, control of Congress that there would be substantive reform, and um, so that that saw a big pop, and then of course that that bubble really burst uh, when we saw House Majority, uh, sorry, Senate Majority uh, uh, Leader Schumer come out with a, a really quite candidly a, a, a dud of a bill and, and mm-hmm. not a dud in the sense that it, it wasn't comprehensive it was just too comprehensive and it was big government big spend high tax everything that you know you're not going to get support from the other side of the aisle on and so since then we've just seen little reform little little movement on on the hill and uh, but as you pointed out, a lot of movement in price to the downside because of that. So that, that's that's really where the bulk of it lies.
0: Yeah, and I should have mentioned uh, at the outset when I introduced you, Jason, that you do your company does have. Uh, I'm you guys have like 110 billion under management or something like that.
1: No, no, nothing close to that. We have about seven billion. Oh, I'm sorry, um, seven
0: billion. <laughs> but uh, this one, this mutual fund, it's it's uh, among the two. Uh, kind of heavyweights in the space, uh, ETFMG, Alternative Harvest ETF. Uh, I don't know if I said mutual fund, I meant ETF. And the ticker symbol is MJ, if anyone wants to check that out. But yeah, th- that's, that's kind of what I thought was interesting. You, you talked a lot about the, the industry, the addressable market growing, um the 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 states that are legalizing it at various stages is is still a moving target because these the laws are are continually changing but um is the is federal reform the legalization at the federal level is is that really that scary to investors i mean it's not
1: it's not scary there's no question that it's going to happen it's it's i think the function is there's this expectation there'd be massive sweeping comprehensive reform right away versus incremental reform over a period of time and and you know that that it's not surprising i mean to to expect congress to say okay we're going to end prohibition with one you know, sweep of the pen uh, really wasn't realistic. And and that's what should be happening. We should have had Safe Banking Act. I mean, I've lost count how many times it's been approved by the House. Uh, it's been tried to be, you know, they've, you know, they've tried to stick it in with different bills right now we're, we're they're trying to um you know trying to get it uh into the competes act
0: yeah i want to stop you there jason yeah. i want because we don't want to get too deep in the jargon here explain what the safe banking act is that's the oh, yeah. Safe banking act of 2019 and and how that's so significant because these growth the people in the cannabis industry they banking has become a roadblock for their growth, right? Because of the federal it being illegal at the federal level.
1: Hundred percent. So safe banking is is simply a, it's really, you know, simplistically a safe harbor bill that would allow federally regulated banks and other financial institution institutions to actually service the cannabis industry. So think mm-hmm. of insurance companies. Obviously, think of all your big banks. Right now, you know, you got dispensaries walking around. And hoarding duffel bags full of cash, right? And and, and so it's just the smaller companies, you know, that, that are you know they struggle to find alternative means to to manage that. So that's what the Safe Banking Act is about. Is just, you know, let's at least allow these companies that are legal on a state level to transact.
0: Right. It's amazing trying to imagine an industry growing, any industry, without uh, access to banking. The other thing I want you to talk about is the status, because these are the two things. These are to me linchpin uh, bills: the uh, uh, the More Act of 2020, 2021, that stands for Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. What what's the status of that, and what what actually is that uh, hoping to accomplish?
1: So the the More Act has has successfully made it through the House, and and it's you know it's really going to uh, result in the delisting of cannabis off the Controlled Substances Act, so it'll decriminalize mm-hmm. can- cannabis and and create some level of regulatory framework at the federal level to allow interstate commerce. Um, so that that's that is that's you know there it's ready really needs to be tabled at at the Senate next, but it but it won't be because Schumer has his own bill, uh, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Uh, and, and that, you know, is the one that is really the, you know, it's more comprehensive. Um, it, it does in many ways, the same things as the MORE Act, but it, it just goes a step further. There's more federal government programs, more spending, more tax. I mean, it, it ends up with as high five years from, from now it's, 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 suggesting a 25% excise tax that's at the federal level, that's on top of, of state taxes. So, you know, that's not going to allow the cannabis wow. industry to grow. It's, it's insane, uh, it, it makes, you know,
0: Canada a little cheap. Does that suggest kind of a lack of a genuine effort when you see something like that? I mean, I, I don't I don't I'm not going to judge how smart or not smart members of Congress are, but they have to understand that putting a 25 percent excise tax on any industry is is a drag on on that industry's growth, right?
1: It's a drag. It, it, it's also going, you know, having, creating different, you know, programs in the FDA and and, mm-hmm. and otherwise, and, and it, like just all the the big federal government spending. I mean, that doesn't sound like anything that any Republican senator would want to get behind. So you're you're right. But but all that said, I guess you know it, it, the one thing to keep in mind with the CAOA was that it really was a draft bill. It was 163 pages of, I'll call it ideas, that basically bring both sides of the aisle together and say, let's talk about this. Like, here's the, mm-hmm. here's the dream. Here's a perfect piece of legislation. Now let's see if we can all get together and, and talk about what we can get done. And and so, you know, so that all the expectation of of, of a meaningful bill was really just nothing more than the discussion paper. And now come to fast forward to this year, you know, uh, 420 and 2022 again that 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 call it bill has not been tabled and the fact Schumer has now pushed it back to sometime in August and it, it, it sounds like you know he's going to get it out before uh, the August recess but it, it, it sounds kind of unlikely that that it'll get uh, tabled or uh, before uh, midterm so you know it, it's not a lack of, of intention to do something I think was meant to be a discussion paper and there's just been so many distractions Mm-hmm. you know, between the pandemic and now we got, you know, on the doorstep of World War III, that maybe he's had a harder time. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, that shouldn't be an excuse, at least in my opinion, uh, to not let things like Safe Banking act through, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that helps everyone. And I understand that there's maybe a push to say we don't want incremental reform because it could stop people from focusing on more meaningful, comprehensive reform. But, I mean, man, you have to do something. You have 37 yeah. states that have legalized cannabis, 18 of those for adult use. You're, there's only really three states that that it's fully illegal uh, in any form. Uh, you have 90% of the US population saying, yeah, we're, we're, we'd be fine with, with legalization for medicinal purposes and almost 70% for adult use like it's Mm -hmm. honestly i feel like if the democrats don't take advantage of this i wouldn't be surprised at all to see the republicans in the midterm add this as a as a point to their platform just legalize but do it simply do it do it effectively keep it in control of the states and and Mm -hmm. drive on right like it's 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 a lost opportunity and
0: yeah well and for our audience the reason we're we're kind of going so deep into uh the the Kind of the regulatory, the the what's happening in Congress on this topic is because that's what is uh, at least the the people like Jason and others believe is holding back some of these investments because this industry is like you said it's a it's a growing market the addressable market is growing it's it's an international market and it it's kind of like an emerging business that is the uh, the valuations are not seemingly in sync.
1: Yeah, like you look at twenty nineteen, global sales were you know give or take fourteen billion, and and fast forward to twenty twenty one. So in two years, just shy of thirty, so almost a double, yeah, in in global sales, and uh, you, you know you you you've seen that translate through to revenues at, at the corporate level as well. You know, if you look at the U.S. producers particularly as they've come on. At, tremendous uptick in, 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 in revenues. Um, the holdback in many ways is it, it, you know, some of the concerns are, are obviously, well, that's great, but, you know, because it's federally illegal companies that, that have revenues in the United States can't even deduct their operating expenses That's 280E, right? Like, right. so you, you, you actually have in some cases 70% effective tax rates.
0: So to me, the, the federal reform would be a boost on two, two fronts. One, it would make the business operation cleaner and easier, bringing in banking and so forth, but also it would provide confidence to investors that they're not investing in something that the federal government is going to come in and shut down, right? And it also give
1: these companies actual, you know, get them on, 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 on uh, primary exchanges as well. So where there's first and it would also allow those institutional investors to come in and in, in with you know more significance than they have today, right? So it, it's there's a number of things that would cause a lift to, to valuations and therefore prices.
0: Let's bring Bruce in here. I know you got a lot of questions about this, Bruce. Hey there guys. No, just
2: one or two. I, I guess uh, just first off, what is the disparity between I don't know. You would say the market cap and the book value of these uh, various investments, the stocks and the ETFs.
1: Think of a company. I'll use you know, Careleaf is, is is a good good example. Which one? Right? I'm sorry, Careleaf. You know, they're they're a good example. Um, so you know, U.S. multi-state operator, uh, tremendous revenue growth. Uh, you know, doing everything right. Clearly operating in an emerging market um, with lots of upside. And, you know, if you want to look at their enterprise value to, to revenues, for example, it's like the five times. So their market cap is only five times their revenues. Right. Right. So, or, or, you know, price to sales, if you want to look at those kinds of metrics. And that's kind of, you know, you can look at companies like Tilray, you know, you look at companies like Canopy Growth or Cresco, or you, 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 you start looking through the larger, more successful uh, cannabis companies out there and they are trading at, 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 at valuations that are more akin to a coca-cola starbucks companies like that which are you know big mature companies um that you know have similar models you know any you know coffee's a commodity just like cannabis is right starbucks is special because why well they're they're marketing they're branding well there's cannabis companies that are going to be the next starbucks but they're in an emerging market with all this upside how are they trading at the same kind of Kind of valuation multiples, right? So that's that's where the disconnect is, and that's what's been reflected um, in in the performance of the ETFs as they hold those types of companies.
2: You work with uh, TD Ameritrade, um, it seems, in terms of speaking to advisors and the like, what is your what's your? I mean, you you work for obviously ETF Managers Group here. You're out there like any manager talking about their fund. Um, What are you doing with advisors? And and what is the perception from financial advisors who traditionally are very conservative um, kind of audience to this type of investment, even though I think that the nature of advisors, the the political, you know, makeup of advisors is, is getting more liberal over time.
1: Yeah, you know, in the investment uh, industry community, it, it, it's the there's been a lot of interest. There was a lot of of caution originally. I'd say the early, early, early investors were mostly retail, uh, self-directed type type investors. Um, it, it's and when with,
2: was that? When did you guys launch your ETF?
1: We launched uh, MJ. We actually first filed for it in early 2017, and it launched. In uh, December of 2017, so we're in our fifth year now, and uh, you know there was there was a lot of interest in it originally, and then but what really started to bring investment advisors in into the space uh, was when we started seeing, for example, Constellation make its investment in Canopy. We started to see companies like Altria invest in, in, in Kronos, you know British American Tobacco, Imperial right. Brands. You, you go on and on and on down the checklist. You know one of our largest holdings in MJ was uh, GW Pharma, they got FDA approval for a plant-based, um, uh, plant-derived um, uh, um, a drug called Epidiolex for childhood epilepsy. And, you know, so once we started to see the FDA approve uh, cannabis-based pharmaceuticals, once we started to see institutional, that's really when investment advisors started looking at it. And, and you know, the, they were really attracted to the ETF because the one thing is, like with anything, you know we mentioned Starbucks briefly, who knew in 1990 that Starbucks would be what it is today, right? There is lots of coffee companies. How do you pick the winner? How do you know who's going to be the best at branding? Who's going to actually, you know get that large market share you know, So that, that's what we like what uh, we talk about a lot. You mentioned uh, on TD Ameritrade, that's what a lot of it is about, is how do you get diversification easily. Um, especially with some of these names that actually don't trade on U.S. exchanges, we talked about Curly. If we talked about Cresco, Green Thumb, truly, if you can't buy those on the U.S. exchange, they're OTC, or you got to buy them on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Um, so they're they're harder to get access to. Right.
2: And how many companies in the in your portfolio right now?
1: Yeah, right now there's there's approximately 35, uh, and the the majority of the holdings are you know. They generate the majority of their revenues from cannabis, uh, or uh, the the the, uh, the residual part of the portfolio we call ancillary companies, and they're, they're companies that provide financial services, or uh, technology services, or in some cases they're providing equipment. You know, think of Scotts Miracle Grow for an example there, where they provide significant uh, amounts of of um, uh, growing equipment, fertilizers, and the like to both businesses and to, to individuals who live in states that can grow their product. In fact, they have, uh, they have a whole uh, cannabis investment arm out of the Hawthorne, uh, their Hawthorne division, which uh, just made a pretty big investment, about $250 million in, in RIV capital to acquire um, a uh, licensed producer in New York, which just happened uh, a few weeks ago. So it, it's, there's a lot of companies that benefit, you know, they'll make their money selling picks and shovels. Uh, rather sure. than actually selling the plant or, or plant-based products themselves, and so we have that's a significant portion of MJ as well. So we we cover companies that that operate on a global basis, both by selling cannabis and cannabis-related products, but also the ancillary side that provide you know services and and products to uh, the cannabis industry.
2: And just one more: who's the who's the who's the market leader in analysis and forecasting on this? Is there? Any one of the big banks is Goldman a leader here, or or like where do you get your you know advisor look for the best research?
1: Yeah, the, on this? The, the, I'd say the 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 probably Cowan has been the most active okay. in this space for sure, um, and and they, they embraced it early, and uh, have really gone out there and, and, and done a good job. So you okay. know, they they they'd probably be the best. And then you looked at Canada for a lot of the research because they've underwritten. A lot of these stocks as well but you know the the, the big investment firms in in the us the goldman's etc they're getting there they're getting there uh but they haven't been as embracing as of yet right interesting
2: okay jeff
0: yeah um jason you you uh you guys are based in summit new jersey right that's correct so you just got uh wasn't uh, recreational use just legalized yes just, just. This month in april yep that's correct yeah. okay
2: what let's think on we, 419.
0: Uh, no, it, it
1: was just it was just it was just after just on after.
2: 421. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's very jersey,
1: it is
0: right. It's like, I couldn't get that it's right. I couldn't
2: get that day, right. That's
0: you know, they better late than never.
2: That what 420 day is, right? Yeah, and jersey style. Hey, we're gonna open it
0: up on 421, <laughs> whatever, whenever. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, so. So, Jason, let's talk a little bit about the legalization trends at the state level. You said, I think, 36 or 37 states have it legalized for medicinal use. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And recreational is 18 plus D.C.? Yeah, 18. So
1: 37 plus DC have, have allow medicinal, and, and 18 of, of those 37 are mm-hmm. are adult use. So, and you know, I think you know it was 19 for a brief moment in time, South Dakota, and then there was the, the Supreme Court overruled their 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 ballot vote there. So it's it's back uh-huh. down to 18. Uh, and you know, we got we're, we're there's there's more coming online, of course, um, mm-hmm. on on the medicinal side, and we'll probably see adult use as well. <laughs>
0: Where what states are coming online? And you mentioned three states that have it illegal for pretty much everything. What are those three? And where do you see the states coming online?
1: Well, so you know, it, it's it's you know, Kansas, Idaho, and Wyoming. You, you,
0: there's there, it's absolutely illegal in every form
1: there. And then okay. we have you know states like uh, um, you know, for Texas, for example, they don't have a, a medical market yet, but they do allow CBD based. Derived uh, CBD products and things of that nature. Uh-huh. You know, we have South Carolina right now, uh, which is working on on a uh, a, uh, uh, a bill that would allow a uh, medical marijuana program. It's going to be conservative. It wouldn't include uh, smokable products, but but it would uh, uh, allow for edibles and topicals, um, things of that nature for for specific ailments. Um, you know, we expect to, there's going to be more movement, obviously, uh, for the States on the East coast that, that, uh, especially with New, you know, around New Jersey and Connecticut, New York, all obviously moving forward, we're going to see more advancement there. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's growing, you know, I mean, there, Jason, there's, there's been a, it
2: gets to like 25 or 26 States, right. I, I just don't know it would seem impossible for the federal government to sit on its hands as you've been pointing out. It, it, it right? seems Once to get ludicrous. To that kind of majority. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you already, I mean, by, by pop, the states that have legalized are represent over 65% of the U S population. Right. Um So that there's California, that.
2: California, New York. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Florida.
1: Right. Like, you right. know, it's just, just keep, keep going, going down. And then Florida's medical only, but you know, it, it's just at the end of the day, you, you, there's just so much support. There's the opportunity uh, to, to create jobs. There's over almost 500,000 uh, you know, citizens employed in the industry right now. It's expected to grow to over a million in, in the next few years. Right. Uh, you know, you look at, 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 you you show me a level of government that doesn't want tax revenue right now. So why we're saying no to that is beyond me. We're all
2: those people working
1: and all those people working, right? Like it's, it's, bank, bank let alone, then you yeah. you just have the fact that, that, you know, we've seen, re- there's some recent articles that just came out. Like it, it, people talk about cannabis being a gateway drug. It's the exact opposite. It's a type of, it, it's the type of drug that, that, that people use to get off of opiates, to better treat their pain or anxiety or, you know, it's why it's so common amongst veterans. I mean, you look at a lot of veterans that have come back where, you know, the last thing they want to do is is, is, is is go on drugs for some way, shape or form, but they get hooked on painkillers. This is how they get off. You look at driving under the influence that has tended to decline in states of move, you know, away from alcohol to, to, to legal cannabis. So there's, I'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's surely not a gateway drug. And it has this ability to help people at a meaningful level with their physical and mental health. It creates jobs. It creates tax revenues. I mean, there's country after country that's legalizing. I mean, it's been demonized for all the, we don't have long enough to go into why it's, it's, it's prohibited. Um, And, you know, that's part of the platform. That's, that's part of what Schumer again is trying to resolve. You know, you have an incarceration rate of almost four times higher Minorities versus whites when it comes to possession, well, that's right? A huge so, issue. Right? Yeah, so like, and that's why he's trying to get the perfect bill, but right, you know, it, you're just not going to get it in one shot. I don't think. So you got to start incrementally. That's what the expectations are, and um, it, it, it it's this hang up. The longer it hangs up, the the longer this dislocation. But back to your point, Bruce, you're talking about the investment advisors out there. As hard as we've seen a sell off in all ETFs and all these stock prices. There has not been really an outflow of assets. I mean, we've, we've seen some investors leave the ETF, but not many, not many at all. And, and in fact, there's, there's you know, a lot of the advisors we're speaking to uh, see it always as buying opportunities, right? Like there's, it's, it's cheap right now. Um, and it's, it's, you know, time in the market is always better than timing the market. And, you know, th- to try to put an investment strategy around the federal government, I think is kind of silly anyways, just keep dripping in and, you know, it's growing and, and it's, it's going to get there. And, uh, you know, we have, we have, you know, Republican sponsored bills, the state's reform act. It's, it's one that, right that, uh, it
2: just sounds inevitable. Yeah. I know it's frustrating. It's, your it business. is, it is. <laughs> You know, I and mean, your your funds business and it must be extremely frustrating, but it just Jeff, don't you think it just sounds
0: inevitable, man? I mean, well, I don't know there's always so
2: I... much inertia in, in government and the like
0: in business, and then things just break, you know. Yeah, I don't know about inevitable though, because I mean, you use you, you I mean there's 37 states plus DC right now that have it legal for medical use, and that's still illegal at the federal level. So that's a that's a majority that is not pushing it. I mean, you know, it's politics that are stopping it. But what's interesting to me, and this is something that Jason, you and I have talked about, is that this is likely to be something that becomes, uh, you know, the Republicans are likely to 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 get this thing through, and and that's the least likely thing that was probably originally imagined two years ago when Biden was elected, and. And, and Jason, I want you to talk about this uh, representative Nancy Mason in, in South Carolina, a Republican who introduced a bill in November to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level.
1: Yeah, and that's the States Reform Act. And, and that right. is, you know, that's one of the four pieces that are on the table. You have the Safe Banking Act, the Moore Act, the, the mm-hmm. CAOA we, we, we talked about. But the States Reform Act, it's, you know, it's simple. Right, like it, it, it's it's you're it's going to result in the federal excise tax of three percent, and I and I think there's a moratorium on increasing that for at least ten years. Um, it, it does have uh, some level of of uh, restorative justice in the fact that it would expunge, um, uh, you know, various uh, you know nonviolent uh, criminal convictions. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't go as far with the social equity programs, for example, and it and it really aims to regulate cannabis like alcohol and keep it completely in the hands of the states, which, you know, the CAOA and the more act go more towards, you know, big government type at the federal level types of bills. So it's 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 it, it's not likely it, obviously it well, does the bar bargaining at,
2: points, right? Yeah, it right. seems.
1: It, 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 so that's that's the left goalpost yeah. and the right mm-hmm. goalpost is, is everything. So, um, you know, the, the, the thing is, I think that's the kind of bill that can get report from a number of that's probably closer to a true, you know, support from both sides of the aisles. I think that something along those lines is going to get a lot of support from the moderates. And it's 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 you might even drag a few on on, on the far right is like you know, or in far left or say, hey, you know what? Yeah, th- this makes sense. And and uh, it's not exactly what we wanted. But you know what? It, it, it's it's uh, it, it, it it makes sense to get it done at, at this level. Keep it, you know, keep it with the states. Decriminalize mm-hmm. it. Get let's let this move forward and the, um,
0: get on with it. The. Um... I, I live in north carolina where i i don't know the status of it down here i don't think it's legal for medical use and i know it's not legal for recreational use but uh we i see cbd for sale everywhere uh, can can you kind of help me understand how the the, the difference and i mean it, i mean cbd i've seen it available for smoking there's gummy edibles and all of that stuff how, how is CBD so readily available? And it seems to be so close to cannabis, but it's somehow not.
1: Yeah, so, so cannabis is, is so cannabis actually includes marijuana and hemp. If just from mm-hmm. a plant perspective, there's really no, you know, it, it, it they are one in the same. When we say marijuana and we say hemp, they're both cannabis. Um, right. So the, the difference, the difference between the two, really is that marijuana has a higher THC level and THC is, is the one cannabinoid, one of, of close to a hundred cannabinoids in, 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 in cannabis uh, that actually gives you that euphoric high, right? So it's mm-hmm. THC that gives you that, that, that the actual high. CBD is in marijuana, it's in hemp and CBD has, has a different role. And what it's really meant is to counteract that high. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's there to balance it. So that's, you know, and there's a bunch of other cannabinoids that, that, that do different things. Um, but that is so when we talk about CBD, it is, it's really one of the cannabinoids that is extracted from either hemp or from THC that just doesn't get you high, but it helps with anxiety, it helps with blood pressure, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, and understanding, you know, we say, what's a cannabinoid? Well, we have in our body, we have the, you know, obviously we have this, um, a whole system, but there's a endocannabinoid system in our body that regulates, it actually brings us back to homeostasis. So as humans, you know, we have the fight or flight response and we, we ha- when that happens is we, our body basically puts you know, sends energy, sends blood to different parts of the body. It makes sure the heart has it all. And we stop digesting food, for example. You know, it, it's our whole focus changes when we're in fight or flight. And at some point when the dangers got away, our body needs to settle back down. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is where that, that endocannabinoid <laughs> system, that's what it does. It brings your body back out of shock. It brings it back to homeostasis. And that's why a lot of those compounds in cannabis, they, those are naturally in our body. That's mm-hmm. why you get this, you know, people that consume, they they use it, they, yeah, you can get high depending on how much THC is in there, but the CBD can also give you that real relaxing anti-anxiety type, uh, the kind of chill to it all effect, right? This um, is,
0: this is the other, the question I have had about CBD for the longest time. If, if CBD is not the same as cannabis from a legal and illegal and decriminalization perspective, why is it j- just now over the past five years or so all over the place? Why hasn't it been all over the place for decades? So,
1: so hemp-derived CBD is federally legal in the United States.
0: Right. So why, wasn't, why is it only now I'm seeing these stores everywhere I turn?
1: no it's it's been it's been legal for a while only in the last four four years oh okay. and yeah yeah so it was part of the the okay so uh,
0: cbd is a, is recently legalized that's correct okay. so
1: yeah so hemp is 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 uh, you know um is in the uh, the farm bill 2018 right. farm bill was legalized and that's where you're seeing it you'll see it in seltzers you'll see it in you know like you, you can buy it in tinctures you can do it all this there's mm-hmm. a disconnect what it's what is, it? it's funny, right? Because it's federally, le- so CBD, cannabis derived drugs are, were approved by the FDA, mm-hmm. right? As, as, you know, so Epidiolex is FDA approved. So because it was approved by the FDA as a pharmaceutical, you can't, at the federal level, it, it, you can't actually use it as, as a food ingredient mm-hmm. or a wellness product. So it, it, even though it's, it, it takes a while, it's legal to sell it in your state, but mm-hmm. you can't sell it as like a food ingredient, like, for example, in a brownie or something like that on an interstate basis. You can't, you know, make it in California and ship it to North Carolina legally at the federal level. So it's just, but you can when you see it, like you said, in these, you know, tinctures as, a, as an extract and things like that. Um, right. So it, it's, it's very complicated and convoluted. <laughs> which is why we need reform. It's actually a great example that even though hemp-derived CBD is, is, is federally legal, it's, we don't have a, a proper regulatory framework to deal even with that. So there's a missed opportunity there as well. So it, it's, right. it's well, lots of issues.
2: Yeah, If I could, I, if I, I could I, just I, add, Jeff, real quick on, the, um, on Jason's ETF here, the ETFMG alternative harvest ETF, it hit a new 52-week low today uh jason i don't want to be the bearer of bad news that that you already know of 795 and i think it closed up at 833 a share so it's part of it seems like it's part of this broad market sell-off i mean amazon was down eight percent or something in in the aftermarket already today um on a weak sales forecast so everything is down obviously in the market right now very few things are up but um I don't know if that's a buying opportunity or or not for people to buy it at a low.
1: Yeah, no, we are at a, we're at a, a, an all time low, and it, it's um, and as you pointed out, it's it's across the board. Most of these companies, and you know, there's a few that 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 have done better than others, but but um, you know, at the end of the day, the industry is is there. There's there's the broader sell off, of course, that affects all stocks. Equally, plus or minus, but but uh, specifically, but the high
2: was over twenty-two bucks on the fifty-two week high. So yeah, there was no, a, a lot, lot of volatility there, here. There
1: right? is a we're, lot of volatility. Yeah, yeah, but
0: also in context, we're recording this here on on April twenty-eighth. It's after the market has closed, and the broad market indexes are all up huge today. The the Nasdaq's up over three percent. The S and P's up almost two and a half. Dow's up one point wow. eight. Okay, it's a big up day. So. You know, they're MJ was hurt.
1: MJ was up today too, almost two and a half percent. It's right. the after-hours
0: trading is always
1: flips around. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, anyway, uh, Jason, really good stuff here. Yeah, uh, fascinating. You know, very yeah. informative. I will say, I have tried uh, some of the CBD gummies uh, on occasion, um, and I, I don't know, they're just not doing it for me. I'm. I think I'm going to stick with Scotch for a while. <laughs> and uh maybe i'll kind of find my way into some of that other stuff as it is it finds it way finds its way down here legally and i know cbd is legal but i you know like i said i'm i, I don't know i go into the stores i'm like hey what do you and they're all like oh I, I take it for back pain or anxiety i'm like well what do you have for just like you know to go fishing you got anything like that <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm still searching so anyway good stuff jason thank you very much for being here helping us out Thank you both.
2: All right, Jeff. Thanks very much. Launching every Monday. That was another episode of the Investment News Podcast. We want to thank our special guest, Jason Wilson of the ETF Managers Group. The ticker for the ETF is MJ. We also want to thank Angelica Hester, our producer. You can find the podcast at investmentnews.com, as well as all the other places where you get your podcasts. That includes Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Please leave us a review on Apple. Uh, It's the end of the podcast. So if you made it all this way, uh, follow us on Spotify. And uh, you can reach out to Jeff uh, uh, via Twitter. Uh, His handle is at Benji Ryder. My handle is at BB News Guy. Stay tuned and we'll be talking to you next week.